Welcome to the video. We are going to be talking about Alex Murdoch. He is now undergoing trial. This is a day one, but we're going to be looking at his legal path, how he wound up in the courtroom, because part of what the prosecution is arguing is that it was his actions at the law firm that caused this domino effect. And now these allegations that he murdered both his wife and one of his sons. So we're going to be looking at three parts of that in this video. The first has to do with his legal family, this prominent legal family. We're going to dig into that. And then second, we're going to talk about his legal education and then his work experience. And then finally, the disbarment of Alex Murdoch. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I guess I can relate to is this idea of coming from a small town. So he is in this small family town where his family has been, you know, they've been the solicitor slash DA slash prosecuting office. It's called different things in different jurisdictions. There in South Carolina, they call it the solicitor's office. His family has been doing that for years they are prominent in their community. And let me ask you this question, because some of this may sound familiar to you if you live in a small town where everybody knows you, and then there are all of these expectations for you. So I can imagine that, you know, with his background, that there was this, this expectation that he become another family successful lawyer. So you see in this picture, this is Alex Murdoch. These are his sons with them and the wife maggie and this is such a tragic event here but uh, the first thing i want to go to is just some information about this background here and i actually pulled this from the obituary let me see if i can just go over to that page this is on the parker hoden funeral home.com website this was the funeral obituary for Randolph Murdoch. And so this is the website here. Some scrolling down. He passed in June of 2021. So it says here, it, it gives you a little bit of background on here on him, but I want you to understand this sort of family dynamic that is playing out here. He, after graduation, he attended the University of South Carolina, graduating in 1961 with a BS degree in business administration. That summer, he married Libby. In the fall of that year, he enrolled in the University of South Carolina School of Law and graduated in 1964. Now, here's the really important part. After graduating, he returned to Hampton to work in his father's law firm and became an assistant solicitor for the 14th Circuit. Upon the retirement of his father in 1986, he became solicitor of the 14th Circuit, where he served until the end of 2007. For 87 consecutive years, three generations of the Murdoch family served as solicitor of the 14th Circuit. This 87 years of service in one office by the same family is the longest in the history of the United States. So now you understand this sort of prominence that's playing out here that, you know, he may have felt I have to go to the school of South Carolina law school. Also, I have to be an attorney too. I have, 
eight decades of this preceding me, maybe I'm expected to do the same thing. So you can actually go to the website. It's down here at the bottom to read the full obituary so that you can learn more about this whole family dynamic. Because while it's not talked a lot about in the documents that have been submitted by the prosecution, to me, I think from the perspective of trying to understand the weight that he was under after he had done all that he had done in the firm, taking the money. Can you imagine being in this sort of mental state where you know every time you're walking into that firm that your family helped start, that you're going to be the one who's taking it down to some extent? Imagine that for a minute. All right, so we've seen that. Now, this is the website for the 14th Circuit Solicitor's Office. So this is where all of this is playing out now. Let's head over to the website, see how it's set up. It's updated, but it'll give us a little bit more understanding of this office that his family used to be such a part of for 80 years. You can see the website here for the 14th Circuit Solicitor's Office. This is the website. Let me scroll down just a little bit so that we can see what's going on. In most, well, I hate to say in most because it may not necessarily be most, but in a lot of states, you have areas grouped. And so you may have counties grouped. In this particular circuit, it's Allendale, Beaufort, Colleton, Hampton, and Jasper counties. And they have a lot more information here. You can scroll down. You've got uh, the courthouses here. You've got some news that's going on here looks like they've been doing a good job with that there's a little news over here some media policies so some of that might be of interest to you if you want a little want to learn a little bit more about where this is taking place where all of this took place where his family had these deep roots and deep connections now let me talk about and switch over a little bit to Alex Murdoch. So that's his family. That's sort of his family history. All of this weight on you about becoming another successful Murdoch lawyer in the community. Must have been a lot. Let's move into his education. He also went to the University of South Carolina School of Law. When he finished that, I think he graduated in, he actually went there for undergrad and law school. He finished undergrad in 1990, finished law school in 1994. And then he went to this family law firm that was also founded by his, his, his family. I want to head over to the LinkedIn page because that was where I started to get some of this background information. A lot of times a, a firm's LinkedIn page can share some information about it. Peters Murdoch, Patrick Ellsroth, and Dietrich. It says over 100 years ago, Randolph Murdoch started a general practice law firm in the small town of Hampton, South Carolina, devoted to serving the legal needs of individuals and small businesses. Since that time, PMPED, and this is actually what it's referred to, PMPED's lawyers have served the local communities as solicitor of South Carolina's 14th Judicial Circuit for 86 years and for over 70 years represented the members of the Palmetto Electric Cooperative. I want to go to the website now. And they have the website there. So here was the interesting thing that I noticed. So I was going to go check out the website 
And I knew that they had changed over to the new ownership of the firm, but they totally have gotten rid of the old website. They didn't even put a redirect here. It's just, no, we are no longer PMPED. We are letting that go. That thing is gone. They now have this new website with the new firm's name, which is Parker Law Group. Let me pull that up for you. This is the new website for the new firm. It does not have as much information up there as you can see. However, it does have the website. Great attorneys have great track records that speak for themselves. So they're still very much a very prominent firm in the area. And you'll see they've got their practice areas listed there. They, you can meet the attorneys and they have three locations, but they have cut themselves off completely from the firm that it used to be that PMPED. They have definitely said we are getting rid of that. Here's the other thing to think about. Their family was so prominent now. So you've got, you know, the history there. You've got him going to law school. He comes out. And now as we move into this trial, they even had to take one of his family members' portraits off the wall in the courtroom. That is how prominent this family was. But I now want to turn to the third thing that we need to know about, and that is this disbarment. All right, here on the website, we've got the, in the matter of Richard Alexander Murdoch, respondent, we've got the case number there. Let's scroll up. Order. We suspended respondent Richard Alexander Murdoch from practice of law September 8, 2021. In the intervening months, respondent has been indicted on more than 80 criminal charges arising from various ongoing investigations. Additionally, respondent has admitted in various court proceedings and filings that he engaged in financial misconduct involving theft of money from his former law firm. Remember this family law firm that he solicited his own murder to defraud his life insurance carrier and that he is liable for the theft of 4.3 million in settlement funds. Based on these admissions, we issued an order directing respondent to personally appear before this court on June 22nd, 2022 to present legal argument on the question of whether he should be disbarred from the practice of law. We subsequently canceled that hearing after respondent filed an affidavit waiving all rights to a hearing and stating he did not contest the court's authority and decision to his to disbar him from the practice of law. In doing so, we noted a formal decision as to disbarment would follow. Disbarment is among the most serious sanctions this court can impose for unethical conduct committed by members of the legal profession. The purpose of disbarring an attorney is to remove from the profession a person whose misconduct has proved him unfit to be entrusted with the duties and responsibilities belonging to the office of an attorney and thus to protect the public and those charged with the administration of justice. Respondent concedes that disbarment is warranted in light of his admitted professional misconduct. However, our decision today turns not on respondent's concession, but rather derives from our constitutional authority and duty to protect the public from attorneys who are not fit to practice law. The authority to discipline attorneys and the manner in which discipline is given rests entirely with this court. Indeed, we take this step today based on our ability to conclude from the public record that respondents untruthfulness and misconduct resulted in significant harm to clients and demands his removal from the practice of law. Based on his admitted reprehensible misconduct, we hereby disbar respondent Richard Alexander Murdoch from the practice of law in South Carolina.
in removing respondent from the legal profession, we note his misconduct remains under investigation by the Office of Disciplinary Counsel, and our decision today in no way concludes, limits, restricts, or otherwise impacts the ongoing ODC investigation, which we trust will continue without undue delay. For purposes of transparency and accountability, if additional acts of misconduct by respondent are de discovered in the ODC investigation, we will issue supplemental orders detailing any such additional acts of misconduct and imposing additional sanctions where appropriate. There you go. So that was the disbarment. So those are the three things that you need to know about his legal background, where he comes from with his family, all of the things that matter in terms of him practicing law, the money that he took, some of the things that, it's, that the South Carolina Supreme Court said that he actually admitted to. So you've got the family history, him going to school, him starting to practice in the law firm, taking the money from the law firm, and then being disbarred. So now you have a host of lawsuits against him in regards to that also. That is entirely separate from the criminal allegations that he is facing for the murder of his wife and son. So I hope that brings you up to speed. If you learned a little bit more about the background and put those pieces together now, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up and don't forget to subscribe. Peace.